0: podcast ain't played nobody uh adjudicated monday recap um my sincere uh, apology to our listenership i do occasionally work on nfl things uh, an nfl thing took me to the black hole in oakland for a story about the raiders so i was there last night um it was an awesome experience i will not talk about that as we we will rush into the hurry up but it was it was fun and uh I'm a little tired right now. It is just now 7 a.m. on the West Coast. So, Bill, are you ready to talk about some college football that's still... It's certainly not as hot as it would be on a Sunday morning, but, you know, it's smoldering.
1: It's, yeah, it's warm enough to eat. It hasn't gotten that bacteria yet or anything. Yeah, but you had one window of availability yesterday, and I did not have that one window. So, uh, here we are, Monday morning. Let's go.
0: Five-hour flight straight to the NFL, just like how everybody wants to spend their Sunday. Number <laughs> 25 in the S&P Plus. Western Kentucky they defeated Florida international forty nine to twenty one I'm at a loss for things to talk about here, other than that Western Kentucky has found its footing in conference play. Florida International is a bad team with an interim head coach that may hire butch
1: davis and it's about it yeah no they've they've looked apart the uh you know since the loss to Vanderbilt. I really like losing to van- or uh, that that game was not. Uh, it wasn't bad. Vanderbilt is is pretty good at winning close games this year, um, but that, that was kind of a disappointing effort there. Uh, but since then, you know, they they crushed Houston Baptist for whatever that's worth, and they, they lost uh, at a good Louisiana Tech team. Louisiana Tech this week is thirty eighth uh, at seven and three, and then you know they beat up uh, they, they won at Mid- Middle Tennessee. They crushed an Old Dominion team that's actually sneaky, not terrible. Uh and now they've beat the two uh the Atlantic and International Floridas. So um they seem to have you know, if this holds, I realize people will, you know, you can always kinda of question the way I do opponent adjustments and whatnot if you if you want to. Um but if this holds, this will be two straight top twenty-five S and P plus finishes for Jeff Brom at Western Kentucky. Um that's crazy. It's um you know what? It's a sign of something that I may—I just
0: talked to you about before we got on the air. I may write about this week. Jeff Braun may be at Western Kentucky next year because he absolutely should get hired up. But I don't know if there's anywhere for him to go. We're starting off really slow out of the blocks. Number twenty-four. <laughs> number 40, twenty-four. I think this is your biggest gainer, just on eyeballing real fast. Uh, jumping up from number thirty-six, and that's TCU. They're five and four. They, they whooped Baylor and Waco. Um, we don't have to talk about Baylor anymore if we don't want to, at least in terms of the S&P <laughs> Plus top 25. Um, but this is, yeah, this is your biggest gainer of the week. It makes sense. Uh, this is by far TCU's best win of the season.
1: Yeah, they, um, I mean, they're only 5-4 and four right now. They, they've shown, I think, progress on defense, and I think they showed a lot of progress on defense on Saturday. Uh, but they're starting to kind of round into form a little bit, and, I mean, good for them. This was, you know, it's too late probably to do anything Big 12-wise unless uh, Oklahoma decides to do some crazy things. But um, yeah, they're starting to look like a good team again, as we expect uh, Gary Patterson to always do. Uh, number
0: 23, North Carolina. They're 7-2. No. North Carolina 7-2, again, keeping with the theme here, Larry Fedora, I think in any other year, would be this, is, this would be the audition year. They beat Georgia Tech, who, by the way, is only 5-4. and four. If For some reason, I thought they had a worse record. They beat Georgia Tech 48-20. to 20. Uh, This is a team that's clicking and grooving and doing all the right things in an ACC that they've been otherwise. I think they've been overshadowed in terms of publicity because of the hot start by Miami and the, uh, as we've said a million times now, great fit hire of Fuente to Virginia Tech. But this is a good, fun North Carolina team to
1: watch. Yeah, they they laid an egg at home against Virginia Tech, and um, you know, that's the probably the it biggest thing holding them back. Well 34-3 at home is an egg. Um Oh, I forgot the score. I'm sorry. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, you no, know, no, and that was I mean, it was a Virginia Tech style game. The Virginia Tech's offense didn't do a whole lot, but they just um they laid an egg offensively for sure, and and that's basically the reason they're only in the twenties right now. And well, that the Georgia loss doesn't look quite as good as we thought it did then. Uh, so you know, technically, that means they've lost to the number seventy whatever team in the country, sixty whatever. And um, but no, I mean they they won close games against Pitt and Florida State. They they killed or they beat Miami. They killed Georgia Tech. Uh, they should now beat in, uh, Duke in the Citadel. And maybe NC State too, depending on which of the like nine different NC State teams shows up that week. Mm. Um, but yeah, they're looking at ten and two, and and they need a little help from Virginia Tech, I guess, to win the the coastal again. But the, it's on the table. Number twenty two
0: is another team in the ACC that's floundered, rebounding, figuring itself out. Miami. Um, so typical, crazy Miami. Of course, was the referendum was in on Rick, then the referendum completely flipped. They're five and four now. They beat a good Pittsburgh team, fifty-one to twenty-eight. And I look at both five and four Pittsburgh and Miami, and I and rather than try and hot take the, this, as is not our nature, maybe the ACC just has a, a, a respectable amount of depth at the yeah. not elite but pretty good football team category, which is absolutely exactly what the cul-de-sac is filling up.
1: And uh, you know, for all we, we talked about, you know, the collapse that they were undergoing, going four and zero oh and then zero oh and four, three of those four losses were by um, a combined eleven points. Uh, so they're really very, very much not far from being about eight and one or seven and two right now. So they, they're still on track. They've still done really well this season, and they look really good on Saturday. Uh, their remaining schedule
0: is completely manageable, too. By the way, so this is, this could be a team that did very nicely goes eight and four. They're at Virginia, at NC State, and home against Duke. Um, obviously, that's not going to put them in the ACC championship or any kind of major bowl contention. But for the first year of a new coach, Mark yeah. Richt, I know they wanted—I know they wanted to try and sniff conference, the conference championship, or at least get in the race with Brad Kaya. But um, this was by all means respectable and something that obviously Richt is going to build on. He has a great track record of that. It's just not—it wasn't the out of the blocks championship run that everybody thought. Yeah. Number twenty-one. San Diego State. Um, they flogged my uh, Hawaii, uh, Miami Hawaii. They flogged Hawaii fifty-five to nothing. Um, they're eight and one right now. Let's just go ahead and check in now. Um, I know we've got Western Michigan coming up in the rankings, but who is your G five candidate right now for the Partner Bowl?
1: I would. Say, I think Western Michigan still, and the then I guess the winner of Boise State, San Diego State, if they both end up eleven and one. Man, though, South Alabama. That. How, you look at this has been exa- almost exactly the San Diego t- State team I thought we would see this year, you know, with mm-hmm. an okay offense, very good defense, and they're killing teams. I mean, Hawaii has actually been semi-competitive. Weren't, they weren't on Saturday. They beat Utah State by 27. They beat uh, Fresno State and San Jose State by a f- combined 59 to 6. They have done everything they were supposed to do, and they just got thumped uh, by South Alabama. Uh, Mobile does weird things
0: to you, I guess. Hey, speaking of, I, I can tangentially make this transition. Uh, Texas A&M has a transitive loss to South Alabama because they got whooped <laughs> by Mississippi State, who lost to South Alabama in Week 1. Uh, A&M drops from 16 to 20. That's not too bad. 7 to 2. Uh, hey, guess what? There's no number 4 attached to their name because this poll matters. It's not a poll with the rankings. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, this well, matters a lot. I, I, um, I'm not, I'm not going to take too much delight in this uh, I thought, no, you know what? I'm going to take a little bit of delight in this. And this is nothing against a and This is just an absolutely terrible move by the committee. It was completely reinforced. Of course, immediately the talking heads just flop their jaws and talk about the, you know, the depth and the surviving week to week in the Southeastern Conference. Hey, maybe they're just not that good a football team. Also, they may not have Trevor Knight for a while.
1: Yeah. Uh, South Alabama, by the way, lost to Louisiana Monroe in overtime this week because football makes sense. Mm. Um, actually, I needed that. I need things like this because the top of these, the top of college football this year has been strangely stable and boring, boring. and I don't like boring. It. So Anyway, number nineteen, number nineteen.
0: Oh, hey, there's Boise State. Hey,
1: Boise. How you um, doing Boise. I guess
0: so. I guess now we have to include Boise State in our. Should they? Who they? Will they? Uh, deal. They again take care of a hapless, much like uh, San Diego State did. They take care of a hapless three and seven San Jose State team, forty-five to thirty-one. A little bit closer. It was a Friday night game, I think, or was it? Yeah, Friday night game that they
1: really messed around. Uh, they were not very impressive to me.
0: This is um, this is. I'll say this before we move on. This will shape up probably to be a one, maybe two loss season for Boise State. That's actually really needed badly. Um, I, I can't really emphasize what I took away from that phone call with Harson who I've talked to multiple times where he completely took apart the concept of Boise would automatically insert itself into you know, be it BCS, partner bowl, whatever conversation, and he wants to, to, to tear all that down after last year. So if they have a quiet ten and two or eleven and one, I think that's maybe exactly what they need before they start trying to kind of ring the bell and talk about, you know, uh title or playoff contention um okay. hey there's western michigan at 18 they're good they uh they're very they're, good the, bill you think they're the best of the bunch uh, i think so i really don't have a I, would, I wouldn't have a leg to argue against that yet um they beat ball state way back on tuesday 52 to 20
1: yeah i you know i don't if if you put western michigan and boise on a neutral field i'm not completely sure who i would pick yet but at this stage in the game they're basically even And western michigan hasn't lost so therefore. Uh, they're first in line for me and they man it, you really Corey, Corey Davis is fun as hell um, he's one of those players we should really be just talking about more because I mean he's gonna well first of all I think he's an NFL prospect he's a big dude he's 6'3 213 um, but he's already past a thousand yards for the season and he just Ball State had absolutely nothing they could do against him the other day um, it was really fun to watch Uh, number 17, Virginia Tech down
0: from 13, even though they won, um, they outlasted Duke. I know they had the, was it a blocked field goal for a touchdown? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, uh, can I stump for Duke for a second? since we've already kind of talked about what we know Virginia Tech to be this year. Um, again, I said this last week in the hotel lobby, this is the, this is the team you can't help but talk about in 2017 parameters, but... Duke is o and they're 0 for it in conference play, but I feel like they're better than that.
1: Yeah, they're up to they moved up from seventy second to sixty fifth in in, in S and P this past week. They're up to sixty fifth. Their quarterback got hurt before the season. Now they lost their running back um yeah they've been a big mess this year from a from a pure too deep standpoint they're young um they did not they're they are do they're not playing the guys they expected to play this year uh they are only three and six but they've been competitive and that defense has been good again they lost jeremy cash and all those guys last year and they're still figuring out how to how to slow you down uh, on defense and that's great um Number two, jumping up to
0: number 16, up from number 19, because technically they won. (laughs) The best five-loss team in the nation, Ole Miss, with now without a quarterback in Chad Kelly. Essentially the functioning functioning mechanism inside a completely beat-up and demoralized and cloudy Ole Miss program, even more so than a good quarterback normally would be, because they didn't have a running game. They had a spotty offensive line. They had a defense that took took some big hits and in injury, but also was just a just a little bit thinner, which is always going to punish you, even if it's just a little bit thinner in the Southeastern Conference. All of that has resulted in probably the worst situation possible now with, with Kelly out for the year. They still they go into A&M this week. I think A&M opened as like a 20-point favorite. Um, see, there's the benefit of doing the show this week. You wrote about this team. Obviously, I know about this team. Um, you know, just because bad things happen, college football doesn't uh, – they don't forgive you for bad things happening. There is no bounce-back effect sometimes, and Ole Miss may be in, in in dire straits way worse than just losing their quarterback.
1: Yeah, it is going to be interesting to see how they rally these next few weeks. I mean, among other things, we remember two years ago when they suffered a, like the one injury they couldn't suffer, and they completely died. Um this season, to me, this season has been defined. Like if they show some resilience here and, and, you know, either get back to six and six or whatever, or they at least, you know, they, they put up a really, really good fight and barely lose to end and whatever it is. Um, if they show some spark here down the, the the stretch, that'll be very good news for them. But I mean, the season, it'll just, as I put it in, in the piece, it's, it'll always be kind of an unfinished painting. Like we, we thought this is what we're going to get for all miss, but then Ken Webster got hurt right out of the gates. Um, um, and we never just we never quite saw the team we thought we were going to see on the field. And um, they're still fun as hell. Uh, they, you know against good teams and bad. If you like Georgia Southern, isn't very good, and they let Georgia Southern hang around and still managed to to move up because of those, those pro old Miss bias pieces I have in my equations. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but uh, you know, still I, I can still sort of justify them being where they are currently because for those five losses they've suffered, teams above them in the rankings. Way down at number forty-six is the six and three Arkansas Razorbacks. Way
0: Damn. down there. They,
1: they have I, they, I think I need to go back and look. They might have gone up and down by more than ten spots like four times this season. They have been uh, they are they have been more bipolar than normal this year.
0: Grossly inconsistent. maybe maybe that's the tenant of Burt Ball that we didn't realize. Uh they beat number fifteen <laughs> Florida. The Florida drops to six and two. They score only ten points. They gave up a bunch, they gave up a bunch in pretty much every way you could. Um, this doesn't really shock me, but it does interest me in terms of what Florida brings to baton Rouge
1: yeah yeah that's this was very disheartening like I, I could kind of justify Florida being where they were in in my rankings because you know they were so good at defense, so good on special teams, and they just um. There are very few teams right now that uh, are good at both offense and defense. So I was okay with them being where they were. They were ninth heading into this last week. They had actually exceeded my projections for a couple weeks in a row, I believe. Um, so it was cool. And then you watch like the first 10 minutes of the game on, on Saturday. They throw a pick six. Uh, the defense is suddenly getting up, giving up plays that they weren't giving up in, in previous years. And it's it, by the end of the game, it was impossible not to kind of have concluded that the defense has reached the, Oh God, our offense stinks phase again, uh, where they just kind of lose their attention a little bit. They become only a good defense instead of a great one. Uh, and that's when they start losing a lot of games,
0: moral victory alert for Iowa state. They lost to number 14, Oklahoma on Thursday night by only 10 points in Ames. um, Iowa state, obviously in cinders, rebuilding first year, Matt Campbell, um, it be interesting to see what, if anything, he can pull off there. Oklahoma scored 34 points, as Oklahoma does. They gave up a little too much on
1: on defense. Tell me something interesting about this game before we scoot right past it. Um, honestly, I would have expected more like 44-34 instead of 34-24. I thought um, the offense was a little glitchier than I expected, uh, and honestly, I, I would have expected them to maybe give up a bit more, so... Um, you know, it, it, was, it was kind of uh, watching that whole game. It was kind of like, is this going to be something I need to pay attention to? No. Well, no, probably not. Well, maybe. And then and, 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 and they kind of put it away a little bit. So, um, yeah, power to them. This was, this was exactly what you kind of hoped for in Ames, I guess, and they survived. It was, um,
0: yeah. In terms of Thursday night games, I had it on the background while I was watching Atlanta, and it was, um, you know, not great. But we move on. Uh, number 13. Southern Cal. Great. So, okay. Narrative alert. Um, was this the anxiety game that I didn't label an anxiety game?
1: Well, I don't think so. I think USC's anxiety ended a month ago. I think we were talking about it like it was something yeah. that could really happen, but they've just been good. They switched to. I feel like good. I need to issue an apology here because
0: we, <laughs> I, I, I lumped USC into a category that they didn't belong into, and I think I mean it, I wasn't alone. Believe me. Um they oh by the way, they beat Oregon forty five to twenty at home in LA. Um bro, three and six Oregon. All right, what do we want to talk about here? Because I I think twice on the show I've teased, let's talk about USC, and then we didn't. That's not a meme, that's not like a shutdown fullback but This is a thing. top
1: twenty-five countdown, so we will talk about Oregon some other time because they okay. are not in the top twenty-five. Ooh, all right, Dad. Keep going. Tell me about USC. <laughs> they're just good. Uh, they're they're, good. they just
0: quietly did the things they hadn't been doing to a degree in which they, they created success, i.e. wins, but never really caught you in a headline type of
1: way. I, you know, I think they, they've just, I think we, we just assume when we see USA, USC play, well, like once, we assume, ah, oh, well, that's just, you know, one of their games where they look great. They'll, they'll, they'll yeah. revert tomorrow. Uh, and we didn't really take them seriously, but then you look back at what they've done. They, I mean, obviously beating Arizona and Arizona State easily doesn't mean just a ton this year, especially Arizona at the moment. Um, but they beat they beat Colorado. They had some bad turnovers luck against Colorado and still survived that game. Uh, they uh, hand, they manhandled California out of the gates and and uh, eventually got kind of caught up in the California offense wash there when when the points started flowing for a little bit. But this game on Saturday. The fact that they scored forty-five on Oregon, whatever. Of course they did. Um, Oregon's defense is is absolutely miserably awful. Uh, they were up twenty-four to six at halftime. They, uh, the run game. Royce Freeman rushed ten times for thirty-eight yards. Brooks James eight for twenty-five. They could not run the ball against USC, and that. Uh, that's worth paying attention to. This is not a team that can t- that that really does things defensively. It hasn't for a couple of years anyway, and now they're really kind of looking the part on all sides of the ball. Number twelve, Florida State.
0: Um, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna defy your order here, and I want to talk about NC State for a second. That's another. Team. We're going slow. I know, I know, we're going anyway. slow. But I'm just more, I'm I'm more interested in the fact that now NC State talk about a resume of losses. NC State did the same thing to Florida State that they did to Clemson, and they lost the yep. game. But that's okay. Um, the, I mean, the biggest difference is that Florida State has three other losses. But, um, man, I, is the theme of the show that the ACC is deep? And I'm totally fine with this result. I don't take it as, as much of a, an LOL-type uh, reaction as other people did.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, the ratings, um, I think for Mo's, FEI has the ACC as the top-ranked conference right now. s and still likes the SEC because of the top teams. Um, but in terms of depth, ACC is at worst kind of even with the SEC this year, and they probably don't have as much dead weight. So, um, I mean, (laughs) that's a good – and, again, this is what happens when you make good hires. Uh, Even Virginia, uh, you know, they've been mostly bad this year. They almost beat Louisville last week. But when you make a bunch of good hires and you have a bunch of good coaches, you end up with a bunch of good teams. Well, Bronco's a good coach. I don't know if that was a
0: good hire yet. Um, Number 11, punchy punchy. Uh, America's team, um, won a fist fight that devolved into a football oh, game and in back terrible. into a fist fight at one point, 20 to 10 against UCLA. That was late on Thursday. Um, I watched, it was gross. I watched the second half of this game, which is actually more fun. I think than watching the first half,
1: it was all bad. I think I was, I hated the second half more simply because I was desperately hoping for fun in the second half after surviving the first and it was barely better. Uh, it was just, I mean, you know, it was an intense game where, you know, there was clearly a lot of emotion and, and just nobody was quite dialed in. And Colorado ended up, Colorado, by the way, number eight in defensive S&P Plus currently. Colorado, hey, yeah. number eight. Jim Lovett, baby. Um, they get a little artificial boost here because they got to face uh, UCLA without Rosen, obviously. But that's only a little bit of a boost. Uh, they just, they, they survived. They, they won via special teams, more or less, and, um, I mean, power to them. It, it sucked to watch, but they won it, and now they're number 11. Colorado's number 11. Speaking of surviving, Wisconsin beat uh, Northwestern 21-7. to 7. It was
0: a decidedly Big Ten affair, and uh, yeah. Wisconsin seems to be totally fine on their march towards the Big Ten West Championship.
1: Yep. Yeah. No, nothing they else They did what add. they needed to do and nothing more.
0: Yeah, I have nothing else to add. Speaking of having nothing else to add, 7-2 and two Penn State, um, they... They look absolutely, good. I mean, damn. Um, they bludgeoned Purdue after Ohio State. They they humiliated Iowa after Purdue. Who do they have next? Indiana? Um, they're doing exactly so. what we, we kind of LOL'd and thought that they wouldn't do. I'm sorry I've done so many LOLs today. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but... It, it, I, well, I, feel, I tell you why. Actually, this is the point in the season in which we really, really try and build out our memes that we kind of know what's going to happen down the stretch. And everyone joked that, well, Penn State beat Ohio State; they're probably going to lose two in that final stretch of games that are entirely winnable. I mean, now the shambles that, that that are that were Michigan State, Penn State should cruise for the rest of the season, and they're they're I definitely be mad in a mode if they right don't. now. Yeah, I mean, they're in a mode right now to to not even cruise to dominate.
1: Yeah, the the way they looked in the first half against Iowa, uh, I didn't watch much of the second half. I kind of gravitated towards Alabama, LSU because this one was over. But they, they I mean, they, they did whatever they wanted to do. They gave up like one good drive in the first half to Iowa, uh, mm. and then they responded with a nice last second field goal drive. They just they know what they want to do offensively, and they do it. And you never ever thought there was a point last year where they knew what they wanted to do offensively and what they could do. Uh, now they know how they're going to go out and win games. And that hangover, post Ohio State hangover, basically lasted like a quarter against Purdue, and then they went, they mauled the Boilermakers, mauled the Iowa. Yeah, you know, on the road at Bloomington. Bloomington's been a really weird place the last couple of years for visitors. Um, so you know, maybe there's something there. But um, you know, the way they've played, they should absolutely win that. They should, of course, destroy Rutgers, uh, and then they should, of course as funny as it is to say, beat, uh, beat Michigan State pretty easily, too, and finished 10-2. and two. Crazy. Proof of concept for
0: Franklin, too, because he's never been in a position as a head coach where he had a, a team with more talent that was expected to win and blew teams out, did exactly what they were supposed to in a dominant fashion. Never did that happen at Vanderbilt over a consistent no. amount of time. I mean, they may have beaten up on, like, a bad Kentucky team in between surprising, you know, two other good SEC teams. This, this is unheard of. So it's proof of concept for him. Uh, Number eight, LSU. We'll get to in a second, obviously. Oh, Hey, there's number seven, Auburn. Um, Hey, survive. Maybe survive is the theme of the top 10 this week. Um, I didn't watch (laughs) any of the Vanderbilt game except the last two minutes. And
1: um, I'm fine with that because I like Derek Mason's defense. Yeah. um, And they, you know, they came out and, and figured out a couple of ways to move the ball against Auburn early. It Didn't work for very long, but it got them some early points. Auburn, Sean White was injured or maybe secret suspended, and then he's fine after halftime and plays. It was a weird – it was an awkward game to follow. Uh, it was like they were they, – it, it really was like um, a secret suspension of sorts, and then he realized they couldn't win the game, so they played him in the second half. But, um, man, Zach Cunningham. He has done so many amazing things this year, but, uh, yeah, leaping over the line and blocking the punt, almost it swallowing it whole. It was oh, I that my was fantastic. play of the
0: week. That's actually right at the, the moment I, t- I tuned in was for that block, and then the the ill fated drive. Um, hey, number six, Washington. Mia um
1: didn't what made it maybe through the f- first ish quarter. Uh, I watched the first half, uh, and then I recorded the second half because I, you know, hell no, I'm not staying up till two to watch it's this. Cal. Uh, it's Cal. Even with it, that, it's time. It's
0: Cal because God knows we stunk yeah. hard enough for Washington last week after that rankings debacle. It's Cal. Cal will do that to you. Yeah. Cal will drain you at night. But uh, Washington did what they were supposed to. They're fine. They should be in the top four this week, God willing. Yeah. Thirty-six to 20, thirty-one better. to seven in the second half was was yeah. remarkable. I mean, they they. They kind of played Cal's, Cal's game against them, and they looked good doing it. At least that's what I'm piecing together on the fly-through via statistics. Hey, uh, it's another top 14 probably. Uh, it's the undefeated Clemson Tigers at number five. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They did well. They, your uh, pre- project, prediction of Syracuse, which I then incorporated into my – S&P picks on Thursday when I said, you know, we're still due a 95-plus percent favorite losing this year. And I said, hey, yeah. staring at you, Syracuse, Clemson, that uh, did not quite happen. Uh, Clemson, and I will, uh, I kind of qu- tried to quell the anger before it started. So you can look at percentiles and not just the rankings. Clemson last week was fourth at 98% in terms of the overall percentile. They moved up to 98.4% this week. They fell to fifth because Ohio State – uh embarrassed just straight up embarrassed nebraska uh, and that's why they ended up moving ahead of clemson clemson did well they are fine. They're almost, oh, they're, they're almost guaranteed to be 12 and 0 although south carolina will, we will try to talk ourselves into south carolina having a chance in a couple of weeks yeah um, but absolutely yeah, now nah, you won't have to talk me too hard into that um number four ohio state damn yeah. i don't even know what to say just a couple times a year uh, Urban Meyer's team becomes murderous, and it doesn't matter who they play when it when that happens.
0: Yeah, no, it's um I, I, probably not really any kind of referendum on a good seven and two Nebraska team that's overachieving relative to expectation. Occasionally, Ohio State becomes Voltron, and uh, sorry about that. Hey, speaking of, it's not really Voltron because <laughs> no parts need to combine; it's just the one. Uh, Louisville. How many touchdowns did Lamar Jackson have?
1: I I tweeted this on um. On Saturday, I honestly don't know what he could do to, like, surprise me at this point. It was just like, like I saw the, the 53, 73, blah, 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 touchdowns. I was thinking, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's less than more. I don't know what he could do other than doing that against Alabama.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, he's going to have to see some elite. I mean, I, there's really no more debate, and it's almost kind of sad with, with Jackson and with Louisville. He's an amazing team or amazing player on a pretty good team.
1: And their defense has really done...
0: Better than expected because of one drive that stalled out at Clemson against a team now in Clemson that I think, I mean, objectively, I think we'd all rather see Lamar Jackson in the playoff. Nothing against Clemson if you had to pick a team from that conference, but it's I don't know. It's they're by far the best one-loss team in the nation. I I think they're better than Ohio State. Maybe that's bold for me to say. Maybe I'm just that. Maybe I'm that enamored with what his offense would do in the playoff, but. I feel like, I know I know we just got done talking about Ohio State deciding to be murderous, but sometimes they decide not to be.
1: Hey, we're not that late. We've only got two more teams left. Yeah, I may, I may have added a couple minutes to it you know, to make sure, but anyway.
0: All right, we'll, <laughs> we'll, scoot, we'll scoot along here. Um, so Alabama beat LSU, and it was very reminiscent of Alabama of yore in that they didn't score a lot of points. A lot of what Lane Kiffin tried to do got completely swallowed up because I thought Dave Aranda basically outplayed him at chess for three quarters the only problem is when you are if you when you're winning on defense in terms of the uh the the whole chess analogy you have to have something behind you on offense to eventually win the actual game because you're going to exhaust your guys and i think that's finally happened with lsu um yeah i I mean i guess it's more to the point that Danny Etling got overwhelmed, and you can only do so much with a modified offensive system, which was kind of – and I'm not making any excuses, but the the two times that I've sat down and talked to Ed Ogeron and the one time that I've talked to Steve Inzbinger, their interim OC, they haven't been able to do a ton. They were able to do just enough to to throttle pretty bad defenses. Um, It all kind of caught up with them. But at the same time, I thought they held their own in pretty much every way that you could against a better football team.
1: Yeah, Ed Lane, Even as they were dominating in October, he still wasn't able. He was. He still wasn't able to throw the deep ball the way they needed him to. Well, when, he's a so Purdue. I mean, look, let's go <laughs> yeah. back to let's go back to step one. He's a he's a grad
0: transfer from Purdue playing against
1: Alabama. I, I I think that was the difference in this. Well, of course it was. But even watching the game unfold, second and third quarters, I, you know, the two thoughts I had were: I'm not completely sure what Alabama can do to score. But I know LSU can't do anything to score. Like once, when, when Hertz got stripped, I think it was in the third quarter, um, and they took over about the 40, Alabama had completely flipped the field on them and it was hopeless unless they got a turnover. Yep. They got it and then stalled out and didn't score off of it. It really, you could kind of, I think even LSU kind of felt it at that point, like, well, what are we going to do now? There's no, we don't have, we can't do anything now. Against 90% of the defenses
0: with the, with the, with the median talent that you have at LSU against 90% of the defenses that you're going to see in college football, you can, you can make those tweaks and find instant success. Because that's what they did. But yeah. this idea, and this is simplistic, but this is, this, is what they, this is what they gave me as a reporter the two times I've talked to them is, well, the biggest thing that we want to change is pass to run. Let's pass right. to open the run. Well, guess what? when they can play press and they can play man coverage and still bring pressure on you. Etling is not quarterback enough and that's okay. You can't game manage you can't game manage deep passing to open up a running game against Alabama.
1: Right. You they have were to hoping have they could quarterback. Of, they were hoping they could pull a Kiffin and kind of go side to side a little bit with the pass, uh, but it just it was so blatantly obvious that it, that, that wasn't going to work. Um, it really was like they were just trying to stall and hope to get a turnover and score. And, and that almost happened. But when it, once it didn't, yeah, they had nothing. Teams, number one. Team,
0: yeah. Sorry. I was going to say this teams with any kind of DNA of pro style offense tend to just absolutely fall apart against Saban by and large. <laughs> number one, Michigan.
1: Michigan. Hold on.
0: Could Michigan possibly be number one this week? No,
1: no, no. Um, no, no. I mean, no. It's.
0: I'm curious. Could Michigan about the, be number one at any point? Let me say this. Could Could Michigan be number one at any point in
1: time if Alabama doesn't lose, or is that just completely sealed up? I think. I think Alabama, especially you know the way their defense played against LSU, I, mean, I think Alabama's. A lock at number one the only team that would be able to maybe catch them is Clemson because Clemson has the resume Michigan it's funny like I think Michigan's getting punished for their quote-unquote weak schedule even though they've beaten now three teams in the top like 11 of S&P Colorado Penn State Wisconsin um I think it just it was internalized a long time ago that their schedule was weak um and and you know of late it has been Rutgers Illinois Michigan State Maryland but um Hey, by the way, I, I,
0: who knew that come playoff time, that a better that you would have a better argument by scheduling a one and one with Colorado on campus <laughs> than you would by playing <laughs> USC in Dallas? Yeah, because that's, that's, not that USC is that bad. We, we we just said that they've they've righted the ship, but that Colorado win. I mean, on top of everything else, when you had you know years where Nebraska, Wisconsin are solid, they still have the game to go. I don't think the resume's that bad. I just and, and look, when I look at 59-3 and I start picking apart that box score, all I see is that stupid quote, which actually, I guess, has a lot of relevance right now, that Harbaugh's not even thinking about games. He's just thinking about plays. He's just yeah. evaluating play-to-play <laughs> play because that's the only way to explain such,
1: such an ass-beating against a, uh, a former assistant. So... Um, I I mean, and the one thing, and Bud has pointed this out, the one thing about Michigan is that, uh, you know, especially since Lou Fowl got hurt in the Colorado game, they haven't faced a top-notch quarterback. Like Penn State, McSorley at this point is pretty damn close, but he wasn't really that close on September 24th. Um, And so, you know, then they had a against Wisconsin, and and obviously Michigan State was playing a freshman who then got hurt. Uh, So that is something. So, you know, if you get to – I mean, technically, I mean, JT Barrett's still on the table, and and good JT Barrett is really, really good. Bad JT Barrett's pretty bad. Um, But, you know, we'll see what they do against him, and then they would, in theory, then have to play, I guess, Wisconsin again probably, but then take on, uh, like, Deshaun Watson in the the semis. Mm. Uh, Maybe that catches up to them eventually, but they've just, they are as fundamentally sound as the defense can be, and they are so brutal to watch.
0: Uh, real fast, we're a little land yap since we were late this week. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm more interested. What's your four, five, six prediction for the uh, committee this week?
1: Uh, um, I would assume that. Man, I'm curious about four. Like, I would assume now that Washington gets it. Yep. But we kind of assumed that last week. I know Ohio State looked so good. I feel like uh, they're fine. That you know, the Ohio State not only looked good, but looked good against the number twenty-one team in the playoff rankings. Mm-hmm. Oh no, 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 not twenty-one. What were they last week? Um, uh, ten. They were ten in the playoff rankings last week. That surely that doesn't mean they leave Washington, right? I talked right. to um,
0: I talked to an individual in the Pac-12 yesterday, and they said that I made a joke. I said, "What are you guys going to do?" if you have to deal with this again next week. And he said, that's just not going to happen. This was after the game I mean, were over and after Texas A&M had lost. And the answer was, shouldn't. surely that's not going to happen.
1: It shouldn't. But I cannot guarantee that it won't. Especially with Ohio, Oklahoma looking better, that's going to continue to boost Ohio State a little bit. But, yes, technically they just completely and totally destroyed and dismantled the number 10 team in their rankings. That... That could get them to fourth. And then you start thinking about, you know, what happens if Ohio State runs the table and beats Michigan? Does Michigan fall below Washington? Oh, Jesus. This is actually a scenario I, I,
0: probably visit this week on the show. We're going to go, like I said, we're going to go a little extra time because I was late playing the NFL. Um, but I don't know how you knock Michigan from, if Michigan gets as high as two now that we think Alabama's inevitable. By the way, save us, Auburn. Words I hate saying. Um, (laughs) Ah, man, that's tough. Uh, Anyway, just for the point of the actual question, four, five, six this week, I feel like four has to be Washington. Five has to be Ohio State by virtue of the fact that they destroyed Nebraska. And then I guess, you know, you bump Louisville up one more. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Louisville's kind of screwed. I I have to pick up their sixth here. But, um, man, I mean, mean, that's... Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Auburn... Not particularly impressive.
0: Florida's going to drop out. Penn State's going to move up some. By the way, you could potentially have—is there room enough for Penn State to move up into the top ten? I because think so. Them them? You know, yeah, I mean, Nebraska, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They'd be t- like the, the 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 automatic assumption now is their tenth, um.
0: right? Because Florida and uh, Nebraska lost. So
1: yeah,
0: jeez. So you're going to have one, two, three. You're going to have. Four big, ten, four big Ten teams in the top ten of the playoff right now with a strong possibility, as Bill just pointed out, of two maybe making the national playoff. It just means And by the way, they're,
1: they're still, like, third at best in terms of overall conference strength. Um, wow. But four in the top ten. and uh, All right. Man, well, this, uh, I'm actually uh, now annoyed. I'm actually, uh, like, physically kind of annoyed at the thought of Washington finishing 13-0 and and, and still being fifth, but... Uh, prove me wrong that's like, not prove gonna you're, prove you're not going to think overthink that much
0: that's not going to happen that, that oh god if it did it would launch a thousand it would launch a thousand journalists i'll put it that way <laughs> i it would launch me there's football left yes okay Cle, clemson is a mcmansion with some with some patchy carpentry all right there's a hole you can bust in there michigan and ohio state still have to play each other um bon voyage Texas A&M with Washington looks like a death machine which we desperately need them to be and I guess everyone rallies around Louisville so we'll see sorry if we're insulting your particular favorite team here and by the way again I can't stand the fact that we're going to have to listen to fine bomb fine bomb hyperbole for a month leading into the Iron Bowl but that's what it's going to come down to again so all right, um, we'll, uh, we'll try and keep it uh, a little tighter next week, but we'll see you guys on Wednesday. <laughs>